I have more of an agenda, and that is to convince Alan Dershowitz to do what Dove Heikind has done, what Tulsi Gabbard has done, and what more and more Democrats on Long Island prove they did when they made Long Island red last night, and that is to finally leave the party. I don't listen. You want to get have gay marriage? Great. So do I. Your baby's abortion. That's not why you vote for a president, folks. That's not why. You vote for a president to keep you safe and keep your money in the bank. And the Democrats do a horrendous job of that, and they hate us. So that is part of my agenda, to eventually get to the day where Dershowitz says, you're right, Sid, I quit. You're right, I win. And I'm getting closer. I know I am. But I'm not there yet because he's 85 and he's, he can't teach you all, you know, the old dog new tricks. He's going to be stubborn. But I think I'm getting close. We'll find out right now. Dersh, am I getting close? Well, you're getting close on Barack Obama. I have. Written oh, he's a scumbag. Uh, he's a scumbag, Barack Obama, please. And yeah. making his analogy between beheading and raping women on the one hand and a questionable occupation, which ended really in 2005 on the other hand. So I'm done. I'm done with Barack Obama. And I'm also on your side. I will support. Any Republican against any of the squad, and I'm amazed that the squad hasn't been primary, hasn't been defeated. I am very happy that uh, that Tlaib was uh, sanctioned. I agree with you. I think anybody who refused to condemn the events of October 7th deserves condemnation. Anybody who says from the river to the sea, which means free of Jews, it means Judenrein, the old Nazi statement. Anybody who says that we have to clean the country of Jews, that's what they're putting up at universities. They clean the country. That goes back to the Nazi claim that Jews are dirty. They're filthy. They're German-fested. That's why you clean the country of them. These Hitler youth who are marching at Yale and Harvard and Stanford and other places are the same as the people who marched for Hitler in the 1930s in my neighborhood in Yorkville. Uh, on 2nd Avenue and uh, 70th Street in New York. And so we have to call it directly and clearly and understand what we're dealing with. We're dealing with young kids who will join the terrorists if they attack the United States. And already we know that has happened back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, the weathermen wanted to blow up Fort Dix and kill American soldiers. And students supported them and joined them. We know that they planted bombs at the University of Wisconsin. We know they were making bombs on 12th Street in the Greenwich Village when the house blew up and killed some of them. So we have a history of fifth column in the United States. And these Hitler youth at universities today, egged on by their professors, tolerated by the presidents of the universities, are the fifth column. And it's coming to a theater near you, even if you don't care about Israel. It's coming to a school near you, a synagogue near you, a church near you. It's here in America because these kids are on the side of violence and Hamas. It is all true what Alan Dershowitz just said, scary and true. I'll ask you this, though. We are still ways off from appeasing me, me personally, ways off. But every now and then when I see a construction guy named Paulie confront some guy ripping down signs on the street. When I see this this lady who has now resigned from legal aid because she was ripping down signs, I have seen a couple of names of professors that have been outed. Not too many firings, which does bother me, but names of professors that have been outed. I'm seeing 
a little bit, too little, but a little bit of progress where people are saying enough is enough. Are you seeing some of that or, or just not enough? Well, we're fighting back, and we have to continue to fight back. We have to name the name of everybody who tears down a sign, everybody who puts up a sign. You know, you have a free speech right to support Hamas. You have a free speech right to support the Nazi Party, to support the Ku Klux Klan. I have a rule for universities, a very simple rule. What would the president of the university do if there were a Ku Klux Klan club that had a statement saying that when blacks are lynched in the South, it's their fault for being uppity. When women are raped, it's their fault for wearing provocative clothing. When gays are shot, it's their fault for their lifestyle. I want to know what the school would do to them and precisely what the school would do to them they should do to students for injustice in Palestine. Yeah, well, well, you know the answer. You the can, same rule has to no, be But it doesn't. You, you know, you, it doesn't. You said anything bad about a black person, a gay person, a transgender, you're canceled for life. You say something bad about the Jews then they, uh, they celebrate you. You know, you did make a promise that you would support any Republican. That's right. And I'd imagine Democrat, too. So I know the rabbis, according to Curtis, are trying to convince George Latimer to primary this real lowlife uh, Bowman, Jamal Bowman. I'd have to imagine that if that happens, that George Latimer will get Alan Dershowitz's endorsement, yes? Absolutely. And not only endorsement, I'll go and campaign for him. I'll contribute to them. The same thing with Cory Bush. Um, uh, obviously not in New York City, but the same thing for any member. That's a commitment from me. I will travel anywhere where they're campaigning against any member of the squad, and I will campaign for them. I will contribute to them. I will help them legally. I'll give them free legal advice. I'll do everything in my power to uh, support them and to oppose the squad. I love it. So, Alan, tell me this. You're a constitutional attorney and a brilliant man. So, you know, the there seems to be, it's, it's a little murky. Uh, the First Amendment, like you just said, hey, you know, Ku Klux Klan, Nazis, you can you can say what you want, do what you want. That's your First Amendment. But then there's hate speech that comes into play. So when the Palestinian uh, parties, these rallies, get together three, four, five thousand at a time, and they start to say things like death to the Jews, they say that. Get up from rivers to the sea. Death to the Jews. When does it become hate speech, and when can you actually break something like that up? Well, there are two issues. Number one, if you incite people immediately, if there's a Jew walking down the street or somebody like in California carrying a flag of Israel and somebody says, get him, that's not protected speech. That's number one. They killed him. By the way, they killed that poor guy at the gas station, Mr. Kessler. Yes. And that's not protected speech if there was an incitement. The second is if you give material aid to a designated terrorist group, which includes Hamas and Hezbollah, That's a crime, and the Supreme Court has said that's not protected by the First Amendment. So the question is, what's a material assistance? Does it include, for example, the money raised by the stepdaughter of the vice president of the United States for Gaza children? Now, if if that money ends up going to Hamas and not to Gaza children, and she's aware of that, that could cross the line into crime. On the other hand, if the money goes purely to humanitarian aid, and I can't imagine a single penny that gets to Gaza that isn't siphoned off. There's an article in the New York Post the other day showing six, I think, of Hamas leaders worth a billion dollars each, taking the money that was designed for humanitarian aid, siphoning it off, and putting it in their personal bank accounts in Qatar and, and Turkey. How anybody can support Hamas? You know, Hamas supports the rape of women honor-killing 
killing of gays. How do you look yourself in the mirror when you get up if you're gay? My son is brilliant. He had an idea. You know what birthright is? Birthright sends Jewish kids to uh, Israel to see and learn about Israel. So my son had the, the idea that we will support birthright to Gaza. Have all these people who's the gays for Gaza, transgenders for Gaza, feminists for Gaza, send them to Gaza. Yeah, sure. And it will be cheap because you only have to buy a one-way ticket. Right. They're never going to come back. They'll be murdered in Gaza. That's right. So I'm in favor now of birthright Gaza. <laughs> Let's send all these kids to support their view in Gaza. I love it. And again... Uh, you don't have to get a return ticket. You are. You're beautiful. That was just one of the greatest things I've ever heard. That came. My son Elon came up with that. Well, he's brilliant. Tell him uh, Sid Rosenberg said you're brilliant. I do want to ask you, uh, too, about uh, George Soros, Alan. I just don't understand. Despicable man, yeah. But he is. But but as far as I know, a Holocaust survivor or family member of a Holocaust survivor was Jewish at some point, I guess. What, what has happened to this man that he spends billions of dollars on creating anarchy in the United States and the Jews? What's happened? And it's not anti-Semitic to call him despicable. I'm not anti-Semitic. I think he's despicable. He's not a Holocaust survivor. He was a Holocaust. He was complicit in the Holocaust. He admitted on 60 Minutes that he went around taking property from Jews and giving it to the, giving it to the Nazis. I mean, he's not Jewish. He's Jewish on his parents' side. But he's anti-Jewish. He's given up his Jewishness. And uh, he has supported every anti-Israel cause. And he's turned causes. There was a great organization called Human Rights Watch. It was founded by my friend Bob Bernstein, the publisher of Random House. And it was designed to help people who were in countries that didn't have legitimate legal systems. And then it went over to a guy uh, who was Jewish but rabidly anti-Israel, and Human Rights Watch has become one of the most anti-Israel groups in America. Look, just look back to Nazism. When, when Gertrude Stein, a Jewish woman, and her gay partner um, collaborated with the Gestapo and may even have turned Jewish kids who were hiding <clears throat> into the Gestapo and then helped the Gestapo escape after the war, Gertrude Stein, a Jew, nominated Hitler for the Nobel Peace Prize. So you know, don't be surprised. Hannah Arendt, uh, you know, had an affair with one of the major Nazi uh, intellectuals, Heidegger, and uh, then justified it um, after the war. Uh, there have been a lot of self-hating Jews. Norman Finkelstein, uh, a despicable guy who said it warmed every fiber in his heart to see these women raped and murdered and beheaded and these babies killed. It warmed his heart. This is Norman Finkelstein, a Jew. So, you know, don't tell me because a, a person's a Jew, he's better. We're not the chosen people. Uh, we are like everybody else, and Israel needs a strong army to survive, and Israel should not be listening to anybody saying ceasefire. No, no, no. Destroy Hamas. Destroy your enemies. You know, the Bible says, it's interesting, the Psalm of David says, Hashem God will give the Jewish people strength only then. Will the Jewish people get peace? Correct. Peace through strength. That's right. Israel has to be the strongest country in the entire Middle East, otherwise it will not survive. That was proved by the seventh. When these demonstrate, you know, when these demonstrations began against Israel, not on the tenth or the eleventh, but on the eighth of October, right after these rapes and beheadings occurred, because Israel showed weakness. Israel wasn't prepared, and the one thing a bully likes is they see blood, they want weakness. So you show me somebody who attacked 
Israel on the 8th, like the National Lawyers Guild, the Bronx Defenders Organization. You show me somebody who attacked Israel on the 8th, and I'll show you a bigot and an anti-Semite. 